Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Okay, let's talk about the reality of aging, because it is a problem. And I'm going to talk about it mainly from the perspective of the unwanted older man. Fellas, there are women in your peer group, if you're 45 and up, who will not date you or anyone older than you because they look at you as being too old. There are some women that are phobic about gray hair to a point that it's almost some sort of religion not to have it. And not only for themselves, but for the man that they're with. And they want you to lose weight. They want you to look handsome because they want you to compliment and represent them. Here is the thing that you have to realize, fellas. If you're turned down by a woman in your peer group that's in her 50s or 60s, she's worried about image. And there's a couple of things you have to understand about this. More than likely, this is the way she was accustomed to being appreciated in her younger life by her physical appearance. You know, it's kind of funny. The girl that wasn't so attractive didn't have to do all this later on in life. She's already retired, got the nice house and lifestyle and everything. She's not trying to attract anyone else. She doesn't have to. And she doesn't look half as good as the lady that's trying to maintain herself at this age. And of course, they say, well, I don't want no old, wrinkled-up-ass man that's walking around with, you know, his clothes, wrong color and all that. But now, I want you to understand one thing. These people that are saying this, they act like they're still the cat's meow. They act like they can still go out there and catch a guy. Some of them can. Some of them catch a lot of dick, too. And no man. But what I'm telling you is, a lot of these women think they still got it decades later. That's a sad commentary. That, you know, it's just like you're this person that won an Academy Award in 1939. This 2023. And you're still trying to gloat over it. Your time in the sun, just like everybody else in their 20s. Then after that, we start to age. But see, and when I talk about staying at the party too long, fellas, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. As if we are supposed to be fooled by her age. There was a lady that was on uh, one of the dating sites, claimed she was 49. And we went out, this was several years ago. And so I hit her up about the 49 again. Because I had questions. 
I knew she wasn't no damn 49. Well, at this establishment we went to, they card you. This woman was born in 1952. 1952. She was 10 years older than I was. 10 whole years. Had her face was made up, had the braids and all that, but it was only one problem with this individual. She never had any surgery on her neck. Her neck looked like an uncircumcised penis. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean, but I'm telling the truth. And she actually thought that I was going to think that she was in her 40s. Now, here's the other pathetic thing. And that was, she had the audacity to tell me I should be thankful to be with someone like her. I'm still trying to figure out why. Because I, I wasn't impressed with anything. Second place you can always look, look guys to see if a woman is her age. Her feet. Usually her ankles and the heel of her shoes. The more square or box the heel is, the older she is. Because she's not going to be able to... Her back ain't going to last that long. It's just not. But see, these are women that can't give it up. Most women age gracefully. And men find them interesting. So they accept their aging. They accept their gray hair. And they find men are interested in them. Whether they're single or married. It's the women who have gone out there and they've always depended on their looks to be the hottest chick. Those are the ones that are running into the problem, saying what I told you before. But here's the other issue with that. They still think they have the same value to men as they did back then, based on their physical appearance. They don't. They only look like that based on the compliments from their girlfriends. As men, what are we doing? If we're going to spend top dollar on a woman to take her out, what are we going to do if we're older? We're going to spend it on the youngest thing. You know, it's just like with an automobile. I told my friend this years ago. He was going to buy a car that was 25 years old. It was a Mercedes. It had unteamed hundreds of thousands of miles on it. And it had a rear main seal leak. And he was like, you know, I don't know if I should just go on and just put money into this or what. And I told him, I said, I will go with our what, which would be probably look at a Mercedes for a lease with that car as old as it is, even though it was a vintage and it was rare because it was going. I told him, you still got to fix it up. You're going to spend so much money on that car. And he thought about it, and he said, yeah, you know, you're right. I will. And by the way, I don't even think it was an original. I think it was one of those fiberglass copies of a gold wing. Who knows? But I just told him I wouldn't do it. 
And he says, well, all right. So he went down to the Mercedes dealership and got him a pretty good lease on a pretty nice Mercedes, five series, 500 series. And so he was happy about it, two door, sunroof, I'm cold. And I said, don't you feel better spending new money on new things? He's like, yeah, you're right. And then this is what got me. He says, you know what I got to do now? I got to give me a new girlfriend. The one I got's too old. I was like, well, I ain't tell you all that shit, but it's up to you. That's where we're going. But what I'm telling you ladies is this. Some of you think that the guy has no option but to be with the woman in your peer group. These guys don't mind spending their money on these younger women. And when I say younger, I'm talking 22, 23, 24. They don't mind doing it. Because, see, here, let me tell you something. Older men look at it from the standpoint that society doesn't have many uses for them anyway. So, they're going to have fun on their way marching out of this life. And sometimes, they want to have that parade, just like you ladies want to have that parade of vanity as you age, of men really still liking you that are younger, so it can stroke your ego and make you feel better about yourself. Well, the men know they got to pay for that as they age. Well, the only thing they're saying is, if I'm going to pay for it, I'm paying for something new. But see, a lot of these young girls are smart, too. They're realizing, well, hell, since these guys are discarded, I can't find a man that's responsible as a young girl with a child. Why don't I do this since I don't make that much money? He doesn't make that much money. We could put our shit together. He's got the wisdom and the age. I got the youth and the zeal. And on top of that, I can give him another child. That's the way a lot of these young women are approaching older men, ladies, so... That's the reason why we're not complaining about many of you going on trying to get younger men. That's the main reason we're not. That's why we're not up in arms. If you'll notice from the Pew Research study, 49% of women 65 plus in that study were single. Only 21% of that 65 plus demographic were single when it came to men. 49 female, 21% men. Almost double the number. Now you ladies are outliving us, true enough. But usually what happens, you get out of that marriage, get out of that situation, or become a widow, a lot of you are going much younger. And of course you want to fight it, but you realize that they're not enough men in your peer group around so you go younger okay that's fine but we don't have a problem with those because we have no choice it's the ones that really think that we should be pursuing them and are making it so obvious as if we want them baby we'll skip right over you and go for a younger woman in a heartbeat 
least, when it comes down to the physical side of things, we got that option. We have that option. And we don't need validation. Not that we're better than you. It's that we didn't put all our poker chips on one spin. And that's where many of you have gone wrong. It's really sad. I'll never forget there was one lady that used to hang out in the clubs with us. And she was an older woman at the time. Again, we were in our 20s. She was in her, I think, 40s, late 40s, early 50s. And I'll never forget what she told us one night. She said, I'm hoping that my pretty face and my body finds me someone before I get old and ugly. We all busted up laughing because we thought she was kidding. We knew she was older and she was attractive. But we didn't realize at that time how serious she was. And what she had done over the years, she had let men take care of her because of the way she looked. But the problem was she never got anything back from it, whether it was financial, love, nothing. She was sitting there in a nightclub with people 20 years her junior, sipping on a Tom Collins, hoping to find a man. Now, she found plenty of dick, but no man. What I'm telling you, ladies, is don't put all your eggs in one basket based on how you look. You get sick, all that shit goes away. And then what? That man that you've attracted, I don't give a damn how many times you go out to the gym or whatever you do. As you age, it will catch up with you. It does it with men all the time. That's the one fight that men cannot win. Age whoops our asses every time. We can go and dye our hair, dye our beard, and then for those guys that do that, you make fun of them. Oh, he's wearing a toupee. Oh, that don't look original. That younger woman's going to tell him, you don't need no damn toupee. Just be yourself. The reason being, is not that she's more morally just than anybody else. It's because she knows she's going to be the beneficiary of anything that comes around. I damn near bit my tongue, folks. Beneficiary. Yeah, that hurt. But that's the thing you don't want to do. You don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket, such as your physical appearance. And I've seen so many people do that shit. And a lot of women can't handle it. A lot of women can't handle it. There was a lady who used to go out to the clubs years ago. And she was no longer popular. And she had been going out for years. Well before I was going out. Well before it was legal for me to go out. She was going out for years. 
and from what they said about her, it got to a point where she was no, no longer popular. The younger guys weren't dancing with her anymore. And the guys in her peer group, most of them were married and they weren't in the club scene. And she felt so displaced that eventually she took her own life. Because she felt as though she didn't have any purpose. No man wanted her because she wasn't good looking enough now. You got your limitations on looks. As humans, we all do. Because no matter what, at some point, age is going to catch up with you. So, a couple of things I want you to take away from this. Fellas, if you have any question about her age, and she's telling you she wants a younger man, you're a has-been or whatever, Neck, ankles, heels. That will give you an idea of how the woman is. Oh, and by the way, when they turn the when they turn the wrist upside, they turn the wrist upside down to hold the purse on the hand. I don't know why they do that shit. That's another thing. You know, she's forty plus. If she does that, and probably from the south. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. Regardless, ladies, if you want to find a decent man, one thing I will tell you, we look for women who have grown out of that adolescent thing of trying to appear like you're still a pristine girl in her 20s. Give it up. We look for a woman, and see that we we don't say anything to you, but we gauge the level of your maturity on that level. So when you turn us down, we don't take it personally because we realize, oh, you're still trying to catch up with your own vanity. And it's like they have to go out and tell you how wonderful they are, how great they are all the accomplishments they made. Half the time, you didn't ask for that shit. Who's interested in in them? It's like that person that doesn't have anyone interested in them and they're trying to pull people's interest toward them. Say it. Now, I know it stepped on some toes and hurt some feelings, but I just wanted to get this out there because the reason being, it needs to be said. Because some of you are writing in, ladies, after the balloon has burst, and some of you don't know who to date now. One lady that was 68 went on a one-night stand with an 18-year-old. Because she had that issue. That issue of feeling as though she was displaced. Nobody wanted her because it was all about the physical side. And what did she send me? Nothing but just photos of her. 
in provocative clothing in 68. And she looked 68, very 68. But she had the makeup, she had the hair, she had all of that, the dye, and it, nothing she wore complimented her. She was trying too hard. Now, there's some women that can do it where they can dye their hair, wear a wig or whatever. And guess what? They don't have the attitude. That's okay. That's okay. But when you have the attitude, when you're trying to go and just match for match that foot race of age and time, time going to kick your ass every time. That's the reason why as men, we do very little to try to change ourselves. As I told you before, some of you ladies have written in about guys walking up to you, 60 plus, wearing baseball hats turned backwards, wearing these damn schoolboy outfits with the... uh, abbreviated shorts and Jordans on or with sagging pants like they're an OG. Fellas, don't do that shit. Let that era go too. I guess the the sum of the whole thing is don't dress like a damn adolescent. Just grow up. It'll work out better for you. We'll talk more in a moment. February 2nd, 2023. My girlfriend and me have been debating about dating black men for the first time. We are nice looking brunettes in our 40s. Before my divorce, the thought never crossed my mind, because I never saw them as attractive. My girlfriend on the other hand went on a date with one last night. It was their first date. She has tried to convince me to open my mind a little more. However, there was something she said that made me think about my position on the topic. She pointed out that I became more closed-minded after being with my ex over the years. In a way I think she's right. My parents weren't racist, but looking back, my ex was in subtle ways. I have always felt black people are still angry at all white people and hate us. I felt like an idiot in our debate. In a way I am jealous because she at least has someone. I am intimidated to date again because my ex told me that no one would ever want me but a black loser. Catherine, Diamond Bar, California. Catherine. You got a lot of work to do on yourself. Let's first start with a couple of things here. The first thing you need to look at, look how much control your ex-husband still has over you. It's a lot of it. He's even got you phobic about black people. I'm sure this is just the tip of the iceberg compared to some of the other things that he still has control over you with. By the way, all black people don't hate white people. All of nothing hates anything. You can just forget that. You don't get all of anything. So, that was a qualifier for you 
to say that, hey, black people hate me or whatever, I hate white people in general. You're making up excuses to defend the position that you've morphed into since you've been married. Now, even your girlfriend pointed it out. She went on with a, what, African-American man? They went on the first date. Okay, big deal. But I also noticed that you wrote and said that you were kind of envious in a way because she had someone. But the reason why you're by yourself is because you're still carrying the baggage of your ex-husband's views and beliefs. You've been so compromising in your marriage until the only thing you've done is you've molded yourself into the ideal person that he wanted you to be when you were with him, and he still left you more than likely. I kind of doubt you left him. You're a little bit too more conformist for that. And he probably left you for a younger model, didn't he? And now you're stuck, upset, with those views. See, what your friend is telling you is, I missed the old girl that I knew well before you got married. What she's saying is, what happened to your identity? And she's reminding you, calling out, how you have changed for somebody else. And it's only hurt you. It hasn't benefited you. Now, here's the sad truth. I think that this guy, your ex, being that he has you groomed so well, that he will have a plausible argument to come right back into your life and sleep with you like he did before. And the only reason for that is you're still holding on to those same principles and standards that he established for you. Not that you established for yourself. Because you got to remember, just from what you've written, it seems like you did more of the compromising than he did. You need to start working on yourself. Getting you some help. Just go, look, when I talk about going to a therapist or a counselor, sometimes you're just going there to have a conversation with them so that they can assist you through going through certain things. It's not a situation where they're going to always, you know, prescribe medication. Sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you just need just to talk to your therapist in order to bounce ideas off of them, those kind of things. So it's not like you're crazy. This will help you in ways you won't believe. Now, she misses her friend is what she's telling you. Ma'am. And see, there's another aspect of this too. I'm willing to bet you after you got married and after she kind of find out, found out the way things were and how much influence he had, I guarantee your friendship suffered too. This is something I used to see on a regular basis. I even see it today. 
You can go on Bumble or any of these sites. You'll see the same dynamic. They're angry, but they have taken on so much of an image of their past relationship, you can actually see it. Women have been married four times. Each one of her husbands cheated on her with someone younger. And of course, she knew the women that he cheated with. And she was upset about it. Not upset so much at him. She got upset at the women. They should have known better. She knew them. The reason why she left him exempt from scrutiny is because she was hoping he'd come back. I tell you folks, you always got to watch out when a person's upset, who are they mad at and who are they not mad at. That woman that catches a man's cheat, a man cheating and she wants to fight the other woman, she's not mad at the man she's with. She's trying to keep him. the other woman because hmm. if she's mad at the guy she's going to start with the guy and she's not going to be mad at the other woman so what this comes down to ma'am is this you even mentioned it your parents weren't racist that was your qualifier to pretty much not offend I get it I get it but you did offend by saying she dated one. One what? What would it be like if I said she dated or he dated one? Catherine. I don't think you would like that too well. So, again, you got to be deprogrammed from your ex-husband. That's what it comes down to. More in a moment. February 3rd, 2023. I used to think that some of the emails you read were people lying to you. I eat my words because nothing strange or bizarre ever happened to me before until my date this past weekend I met a guy on POF about a month ago. Throughout our conversations, he tried taking the conversation towards sex. I thought I had him more focused on a potential date. We had our first meet and went to the movies. He was well behaved until he drove me home. This guy literally begged to eat me out. I totally shut down and asked him to drop me off at a gas station. Thank goodness he did, I called a male friend of mine to pick me up to take me home. That was my first bad date ever. Denver, Dallas, Texas. Well, Denver from Dallas, it seems as though you've learned now that you're not exempt from life's challenges. Well, I know it was a shock for you being the first time you've been on a date where a guy was a jerk or a jackass. 
But look at it this way. You were pretty fortunate in the past. Who knows? This might be the first and only time you ever have one. But let's look at a few things here. This is your first date with him. You let him pick you up. That's the reason why you had the uncomfortable ride home. If you had control of your own transportation, that would have never been an issue. Which means you wouldn't have run into that jerk probably, right? He's still going to be a jerk. You just wouldn't have known because he probably wouldn't have acted up at that point. Oh, but everything was still there in place for him. He'd still act up. Now, a couple other things too here. You met on plenty of fish and you were chatting with him. And you had to correct him when it came down to talking about sex. And I bet you you had to do that more than once. He was testing you then. To see whether you were game for it or down for it. Oh, by the way, you wouldn't include him talking like this as being something that is uh, like not experienced by you in a negative way. Only reason why I'm saying this is because some people cherry pick as to what they would always comment about when it comes down to someone else going through something. Oh, I, I can't relate. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the reason why, Denver, I think what you've done You pulled the wool over your own eyes. You probably had bad dates in the past, but you don't want to own them. I'm not here to persuade you to go look back and think about it, but I will tell you this much. This is probably the first one you've acknowledged where you didn't get what you wanted, and you probably felt as though you were compromised. Consider yourself fortunate in dodging a bullet with this. This could have ended very ugly for you. Because you didn't know. Now, I don't think that guy knew what the hell he wanted to do with you. Besides that. Because what he was going to probably try to do is try to be so good to you with that that you'll let him mount you and that you guys will start dating. So, in essence, this guy felt as though the way to get to you would be to eat your pussy as opposed to trying to date you like a normal human being would. That's what it comes down to, dear. I fail to believe that this is your first time being on a bad date. I just don't believe it. And the reason why I don't is because I've heard so many people say that. And there's admit, they'll admit to something like, oh shit, this is just like the so-and-so I was with before. 
Well, I thought you said you never had any bad dates. Again, people cherry pick on their experiences about bad experiences and good experiences. And sometimes it becomes very annoying. Now, the gas station. You were probably looking for somewhere well lit, which makes sense. You called a male to come pick you up, which made sense, just in case there was some kind of confrontation or altercation. Be thankful he stopped that car and let you out. Because you don't realize it could have been a situation we could have been reading about you. So, the moral of this is get off your damn horse and maybe look at some of the realities that you're dealing with. Because sometimes you could be so pompous and think you're so grandiose and better than everyone else and not realize that you leave yourself open where that man could have taken your life. Because you were so caught up into nothing happening to you. Let me tell you, the biggest victims in the world are those who think that. That's who they are. We'll talk more in a moment. February 1st, 2023. Your show points out some interesting concepts. I live in the Seattle area, so you can imagine that I am a BBW. I got an interesting ultimatum from my so-called boyfriend yesterday after catching him sleeping with a neighbor in my apartment. She is petite, blonde and I'm a frumpy fat girl with auburn hair and freckles. Before I kicked them both out he insulted me by suggesting we move her in with us to help pay rent and we could have an additional sex partner to prevent him from cheating. This is something I should have done long ago. I listened to your episode on blame, shame, and guilt which helped me have a spine this time to let him go for good without feeling bad. Thanks. Brenda, Seattle, Washington. Well Brenda, one thing that I will say I'm proud of you for getting a spine standing up to him, and actually making a decision. Now, let's look at a couple of things here. And I have to go back to this first. He actually thought it was feasible, a good idea, to have the woman that you caught him with to move in with you guys to help save on rent. And by her being there, She's going to help deter his cheating. He actually thought that would fly. Now, another thing, too, I've noticed. You put in here that you were BBW. And what that means to me, just my interpretation of it, it means that you're comfortable with who you are. You call yourself out and say, okay, yeah, I'm a big girl, so what? Boom. And I think that you're comfortable with it in a way where you don't mind describing it. 
that's cool. Have no problem like that because I think that a person like you seem to be a little bit more stable as far as their own personal identity, and that's a good thing. Let's go on here. You describe this woman, comparison and contrast. But here's the thing that you have to look at. She was in your place. No matter how much she appealed to him because she was thinner and smaller, probably more attractive, you had the stability. And I'm willing to bet you, Brenda, that this guy is not on your lease. I'm willing to bet you that everything is in your name. And I'm willing to bet you also, you probably met him just after you came out of a bad relationship as well. This is a cycle I see people go through all the time. Not a criticism, it's a pattern of behavior that we go through. We have a bad experience, we want to feel better, we get with someone else. And sometimes we're emotionally vulnerable, so the person can get away with more things than other people would be able to. And before you know it, you're doing dumb shit for this person that they will never, ever, ever be thankful for. I'm willing to bet you, Brenda, you have bought this man clothes. You've probably paid for his phone plan. You've probably done everything in the world to make it easier for him to be with you. And see, the problem for him is that he thought he had enough clout and pool because your self-esteem was low enough that he could actually do something like this and try to make it work. Well, it backfired on him. And I thank you once again for reading, oh, I mean listening to Blame, Shame, and Guilt. Because one thing I wanted to convey, I was just showing you different ways that people will manipulate you through those three elements. This will help you. And you helped yourself in this situation altogether. You did this. Nobody else did. It was all your effort. So you'd be commended for that. And so what if you're Auburn with freckles? Here's the thing you got to keep in mind. You're very confident woman with auburn hair and freckles and you've accepted yourself and you love yourself and that's what matters the most that's what matters the most all this other crap is irrelevant so heads off to you my dear and um Sent you an invitation to the show. Morning, moment. February 2nd, 2023. Are men considered gay if they do anal on a woman? I would divorce my husband over the thought. I'm asking because a girlfriend of mine experienced it for the first time with her husband and now she thinks he may want a man like that. Please forgive this 55-year-old Midwestern girl for being so dumb. Lady Vamp, St. Cloud, Minnesota. 
Lady Vamp, I don't look at you as being dumb or stupid or anything of the such. You're naive, and you're 55, as you said. But here's the thing. This is not an uncommon practice. Anal sex with women has been used throughout the centuries. There were armies where they would defeat a foe, and to humiliate the males, they would put the men on their knees with a shank to their neck, and the guys would go and bend their wives, daughters over, and perform anal sex on them as a means of humiliation. There were some nomadic tribes that did this. And of course, this was the last thing that the men saw before having their throats slit. Now, this is nothing new. And no, most men who do this with women aren't gay. And it's funny how people make the gay community a bad thing because they try to make, they make it a, women make it a bad thing when they want to kind of like feminize a man, but make it a good thing when it's going to benefit them, the women, to be a supporter of. It's like a toggle switch. Now, in any case, what it comes down to now is this. There are women out there, and I have been with them before, and these women will have that as a deal breaker. I was with a woman that had three kids from previous marriage. Anal sex was a deal breaker for her. Without it, we were not gonna have a relationship. She made that a point. There are a lot of women that have that because it's an erogenous zone for some women, the anal orgasm. But it's not made for every woman. But some women like that sensation and like that feeling. Some women like double penetration. But when you go half cock doing something like you know, asking questions like that. And it's good that you ask, because a lot of people won't even bother doing that. So I can't criticize you for that. But here's the thing. A lot of times with these situations, we jump to conclusions before we know really the facts. I looked on one survey, about 65% of women that were in marriages at some point encountered an engagement with anal sex when it came to a male partner. So, I think I still have that stat posted from Statista on the site. On Facebook.com uh, backslash Romantic Truth. But here's what I'm saying. It all depends on the people that are involved. I don't advocate for it or against it. The way I look at it is this. Everybody has their own preferences. Their own desires. 
be thankful you live in a place where you can have those things. Because there are many places where you can't. Now, the one thing to keep in mind, my dear, don't cut yourself down when you ask a question. Just be you. And by the way, I sent you the link to the show so you could be on it. St. Cloud, Minnesota. Wow, that's just cold up there. One a moment. Now, Jasper writes the following out of San Diego, California. I've been with my girl now for three months, and it's been a rocky three months. It seems like every time a girlfriend's call, she's off to the races. We have canceled dates because of them, and every time I try to insert myself into their venue, I'm odd man out. That's been the way it's been for the last three months. We've only gone out about four times within three months. The rest of the time, it's been preoccupied with her girlfriends. They go here and there. She'll call me up from a random place and say that she'll be home, and then course a couple of days later she'll call me up wanting to come over she'll cook me a meal we'll have sex and then once again she's off with her friends she says that she wants a committed relationship she said she wanted honesty she said she wanted all those things but so far I haven't seen anything and she's now saying that I am the one that's jealous of her and her friends because I only have three friends the reason why I only have three friends is by design. I got rid of all of those people in my life that backstabbed me, and there were a lot of them. So now I have my own true friends at 38. She's 32, and she's still walking around here like she's a teenager in so many ways. I'm really getting frustrated with this, and yesterday we had a long talk, and she told me that she had fallen out with her friends, and if any one of them called me, not to accept their call. I don't know what's meant by this, but I'm debating whether or not I should listen to the friends. What are your thoughts on this? Jasper, San Diego, California. Jasper, let me tell you something. I read this email and I've been through this situation. Your girl has done something fucked up and these other girls don't like it and they're going to talk to you about it. That's what it's about. It's going to either be financial or something that has to do with another dude. And what I'm willing to bet you more than anything, it's going to probably be her maybe sleeping or making an advance on one of their boyfriends or somebody they know. And it wasn't cool. She's trying to do this so that she can cover her tracks. She played the game fairly. She hasn't played it at all. That's the problem. You're coming up better just walking away, man. Don't even waste your time with this. You've done all you could with her. But it's up to you. You could try counseling, but here's the problem. She wants a committed, devoted man. But she wants to also go out and be single and do whatever the hell she wants. And she wants to give you that bullshit persona like she's loyal cooking food for you, coming over, giving you some pussy. Don't fall for that. Because I'm sure 
there's more to that than she's telling you. Now, you could try going to counseling if you want to. I personally think that her agenda's already made. You're nothing more than a spectator in this relationship, not a participant. This is my take only. If I were you, I would end it. Oh, and by the way, if they do call you or text you, make sure you take it and find out as much as you can. Let them talk. Don't try to interrupt. Don't try to defend her. Let them talk. They were there. You were not. Sometimes, folks, you will face situations like these where a person has misappropriated priorities and therefore they can't decipher what's important and what's not who's important and what's not and so they may look at you as nothing more than just uh, old faithful you'll be there all the time you have a life to live you don't have to spend it waiting on someone else to get their shit together that's not your job now you will help them in certain aspects but they got to show effort like they're really trying in this case she's not trying and see this is one thing and it doesn't even go by age because a lot of people try to measure maturity with age and you can't because it all depends on a person's emotional development and they may go in different phases but this right here is something that you probably wouldn't find among men. Now, for a guy to go out and mess around and that kind of stuff, you ain't going to find no guy that's going to actually call the man's girlfriend or wife and tell her, hey, you know. Now, if he's related to her like a brother or something like that, that's different. But um, just a a friend in general, he's not going to backstab his friend like that. But apparently, whatever she did, it was definitely something that did cost everybody. Now, the one thing that you have to also understand is this. There are some people who literally are in relationships. And they're caught on this fence of their independence and their commitment. So they may go out and have... uh, an episode where they may go out and sleep with someone and then come back to their partner and be all lovey-dovey with them. And it's really, it's like an emotional outburst in a way. And it doesn't necessarily have to be triggered from an argument or anything like that. It could be an insecurity where they feel as though they're not loved by more than one person. And they may have gone through life trying to be sought after by more than one person, the attention. And so they find themselves seeking attention and they don't care where it comes from, they don't care what it is as long as it is attention. That means that she may go out and randomly sleep with someone in a nightclub or somewhere and then come back home to her boyfriend or husband as if she hasn't done anything and in a way it's like a way of redeeming herself when she does now some men do this where they will have that thing where they just feel as though nobody wants them or that 
this person they're with is the only person that wants them. And so they want to see whether or not other people want them. And they go out there and when they get that, they get that rush. And so it's a problem. It's a cyclical problem. And it happens in cycles. I have one friend of mine, Bruce. And Bruce used to tell me all the time, he said, man, I tell these women, I'm not looking for a committed relationship. He said, because I know good and well, I'm going to cheat. And I said, man, it can't be that bad. He said, oh, yeah, it's bad. It's just real bad. He said, I can't keep focused on one woman. I will cheat on the woman I'm with. I don't care what she does, I'm going to cheat on her. And I never forget there was one lady that tried talking to him and he told her that they couldn't date because he was going to cheat on her. And of course she challenged him on that. You're not going to cheat. And he did. And of course the relationship was over in a heartbeat. But he knew where his shortcomings were. He did an assessment of himself. He knew exactly where he was on that scale. Some people are afraid to do that because they don't want to hear the truth. But here's the thing. The worst person in the world you could ever lie to is yourself. Because once you get to that point, you have no respect for your own self. How can you have respect for others? But we don't look at it that way. We try to gaslight ourselves to make ourselves feel better than we really should. And we go out and we put ourselves in situations we don't have to. But then again, you have to look at some of the causes of these things. Some of them has to do with not having the attention from others in those formative years. Others may be the fact that you never were recognized in those years that really mattered to you the most, where you thought you were at your best. So it varies. It really varies. What's interesting, um, there was a person that wrote in, I think it was about two months ago. I didn't read her email. But what she was doing at the time, she was going through a divorce. And her best friend was supporting her. And they didn't live too far from each other. And the woman's husband was someone that she had kind of created a bond with because he was helping her out as far as moving things around the house and stuff after the divorce. And he came over one day and confidentially he told her some of the problems that he was having with his wife and she could talk to her about some of those issues. And she did initially. And, of course, she was furious that they had that conversation. And what happened, he started contacting her more, coming over to her house. And she was kind of trying to keep their marriage out of her life initially. Well, it got to one of those soft moments where they kissed and he wound up sleeping with her. 
and she's realizing now that he's the guy that she had sought so long in her life to have. She had known him for years and known them to their wedding. And she felt guilty about sleeping with them. And of course, he knew her husband. And he was pointing out some of the flaws in her husband that led to their divorce. And she's riddled with guilt right now. And she's debating whether or not she wants to pursue this because he's planning on leaving his wife, her friend. And she's really afraid to get into a relationship. And of course, when I suggested maybe she needs to go and talk to a counselor about it, she was like, no, absolutely not. Because she doesn't want to be reminded of what she's contending with. She blocks it out of her head, apparently, until he comes over and they resume. And I asked her one question. I said, what are you going to do when your best friend finds out that you've been sleeping with her husband? And she said, well, the friendship is already ruined, so it doesn't matter. Which is probably true. But the thing that most people won't get over is going in the first place. And what you have to realize sometimes, folks, is that some people actually envy other people in relationships with people that they think that they would be better off with. I know it sounds familiar. But that stat I quoted you from uh, L.A. Detective out of that group of 60 people it gave credence to the argument they uh, surveyed I think it was 60 people or so that were married and they said if they were to cheat would they cheat with someone that both of the parties knew them and their spouse and 60% said yes they would And the next follow-up question that I saw on one other dating app asked, if you were to cheat on, not a dating app, it was, um, I forgot the name of it, it was one of those um, sites for couples, but it asked, if you were to cheat with a mutual friend of your marriage, would it be someone that would be very close to your spouse or to you and the majority of them I think 70% said closer to my spouse and that was very funny what that meant was they would find more comfort in someone that their spouse knew that would be more suitable for them than someone they knew. So what this tells you is that when it comes down to infidelity, especially with marriage, a lot of times it's going to be with someone that's already 
that they're familiar with. Doesn't always have to be the case because in one uh, study I looked, there was 35% of people who were married who would rather have an affair with someone outside of the relationship or the marriage. In other words, someone that's not related to the family or friends or anything like that, like a total stranger. And you'll find that even with some of the other surveys, people are more apt to have relationships with people that are in the office they work with. Because you have eight hours together, and so that's more than enough time every day, 40 hours a week. In some cases, more time than you spend with your spouse. And it's very tempting, but it's one of those things where the integrity of your relationship has to prevail. And for some people, it doesn't. Because they get relief by coming to work. Because the burden is at home. There was one year I got sent to a conference. And there was a lady that I worked with. And she was in her mid-40s. She was so happy that she was going to the conference. And at first I thought it was because we were going to go and learn about new software and hardware and things like that. Nope. She wanted to get away from her husband. When we got to that conference, she got buck wild. She got drunk. And boy, she went through everybody's room except mine. we got back it was pretty interesting everybody had a different perspective of her she wasn't the buttoned down tight lipped hyper focused workaholic that we thought she was that woman was a straight up freak she was out there on the dance floor pulling up a dress grinding I'm like I'll write it in and we know she slept with some of her fellow employees but nobody said anything of course the rumor mail started but it was like and what's really funny people who weren't there start trying to tell me the story and I was there and I'm like no some of the things you added on didn't happen. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Because even though she had her indiscretions, some of the things that they had put into the rumor mill was just ridiculous. And we would laugh. People that went there, we would laugh. And they were like, man, did you hear about she did? And I'm like, man, you know. And so when the rumors got to management, she got hauled in and got the uh, recommend the way we were supposed to conduct ourselves. And that's when she heard about some of the rumors. And she was like, you know, they accused me. I said, I know. I said, I know. I said, don't forget, we were there. You didn't do all that crap. And we vouched for her. But she still got the reprimand and the write-up. 
but it was just interesting because there were a few people that, you know, snitch, say the least. But some of the people that even went there and kind of put their two cents on in on her, slept with her too. But after a while, things died down a bit. She didn't get sent to any conferences the following year. But it happens, though. You have some people that, you know, just never had a chance to express themselves. And she did. So, these things occur. Sometimes, you just don't know. Just on the surface, you see people in a relationship, you may think everything is wonderful. And you may have that one person in that relationship <laughs> at 90% trying to keep it going. And that other 10% just barely cruising along. But in order to have a healthy one, the two of you got to work together. You got to reach for each other. And then it gets to a point where when you guys are happy, you will start doing silly things together. Things such as what Monica did to me one time. There was a song playing on the radio. And I'll never forget it. We pulled over. She said, I want you to pull over. We're on Mulholland. And you, for those of you who know, Mulholland is no joke. This woman wanted to dance. Leave the car on with the music playing and she wanted to dance. And we're out there dancing on the side of Mulholland. But it was enjoyable. I just had to make sure that we didn't fall off that damn cliff because that was a long ass way down. But we had a lot of fun. And I can't even think of the name of the song, but when I hear it, it reminds me of that time. And then I said, okay, we're not doing this on the highway, on the freeway or anything, right? And she was like, no, no. She said, I just, that's just my song and I love it. But we used to have fun. And that's what it's about, folks. It's about having a relationship where you guys can be spontaneous and you can enjoy each other. And if you're silly together, so what? It's just the two of you. And you gotta enjoy that time together. Because it's limited. So you wanna have the best fun you possibly can. You know, it was interesting um, years ago. I was reading an article, and this couple were well into their 90s, early, I think 93 or 94, they were. I think the husband was 94, the wife was 93. And they both were ill. And what they requested of the family was to be in hospital beds together at home. And they were on their last leg of life. And they were going through the last vestiges of hospice. And the husband grabbed his wife's hand. And what they did, they put a little, like a little end table 
between them with a pillow. And he told her that he was never going to leave her. Well, she passed away first. And I think about a day or so later, he passed away. And when they moved her body after she had died, he was still reaching for her hand. But he didn't have the faculties to really, you know, say anything. And he was still twitching his hand after they had, you know, taken her away for, to the mortuary. And the daughters wanted to decide on whether or not they should remove the table. And one of the nurses came in and said, no, just leave it, because that's the way he wants to leave. He wants to still think he's with her. And then eventually his hands stopped twitching, he stopped breathing. And I guess what he wanted to do was to wait until she passed away with him and they had the funeral together. But it was really nice of her kids to actually come up with that. interesting so people if it's a good thing trust me you don't want it to end and it will at some point but the one thing to keep in mind is that it's like when you find that person and that person finds you and the two of you are really together you know it's kind of interesting how we then can overlook the flaws and those kind of things and the shortcomings. Because when the foundation of the relationship is solid, those other things become less relevant. But the problem with most relationships is that you can't get a solid foundation because those things are the most relevant things and the foundation is the least. It's been a pleasure, and I will talk to you on tomorrow. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 available 24 hours.
All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.